hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. In a few moments, our good friend and travel writer, Carol Patterson, is going to join us to share her recent jaunt to Riviera Nayarit, staying at the Grand Villas Resort in one of their new wellness suites. Looking forward to hearing all about that. Plus, we'll chat with the folks from G-Adventures about some of their National Geographic journeys for next year. But to start things out, it's always good to remind people about being safe when traveling. And I saw a good blog that covers a lot of them called 25 Important Travel Safety Tips Everyone Should Know. It's written by adventure travel blogger and photographer Matt Karsten. And his website is expertvagabond.com. And Matt joins us now to share some of those tips. Hi, Matt. Hi. Uh, 25 important travel safety tips everyone should know. I doubt if we'll get to all 25. In fact, I'm pretty sure we won't get to all 25. But the, these aren't in any particular order, are they? Like tip number one isn't more important than, say, tip number 15 or 20, right? Correct. Yeah, they're, they're all useful to, uh, to know for sure. Well, there's a few things on here that uh, I would think most people probably heard of before, such as, you know, getting travel insurance and locking up your valuables and, uh, you know, checking for travel advisories. Let's talk about a few that people probably really uh, haven't heard about but are helpful to know. Uh, do you have some that uh, might stand out that maybe uh, might be surprising to some people? Well, first of all, I think it's it's good to just be reminded of some of those other ones, Uh because you never know, or maybe you know about them, but you don't realize how important they are. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, for for example, for years, I actually didn't have travel insurance and and then I regretted it. Uh, So (laughs) (laughs) um, the, uh, but as for some of the others, uh, I would say one of my favorites is probably asking locals for advice. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes, uh, you know, if you're in a foreign country and you don't know, you know, where maybe it's safe to go or uh, you're looking for things to do. Uh, I like to ask taxi drivers and uh, as well as the, the front desk of, of like a hotel or a hostel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can get some really good advice from people um, uh, that way. And, and they'll, they'll often help you. Like, let's say you want to go to a particular neighborhood and you, you talk to someone local first, they may say, Oh, actually, Maybe that's not a good idea after dark. Uh, people are pretty helpful. They, don't, they want you to have a good trip uh, in mm. their country. Uh, one that uh, kind of stood up for me that uh, I think is important that a lot of people uh, kind of don't realize is the clothing. Uh, that people, oh, yeah. uh, even if you're in a place like a common uh, tourist area, like, say, Mexico or something, you don't realize how much you stand out when you're in shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> Correct. And in certain areas, you know, if you're on, at the beach, you know, by all means, that's that's probably fine. But if you're walking through maybe a local Mayan neighborhood, uh, you want to you probably want to be a little more respectful and not be wearing a bikini or be shirtless, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and there are certain countries that are very strict about clothing, too, that you should be wary of. Oman is one where uh, uh, my wife and I traveled there not too long ago and you know, she doesn't have to wear, she didn't have to wear a, a headscarf or anything, but uh, she definitely had to be aware of showing too much skin, uh, you know, no short skirts or uh, shorts um, and being careful with uh, like showing her shoulders, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with the uh, tip number 14, project situa- situational awareness. Uh, not only it's what you're wearing, but how you present yourself. Yeah, if uh, if you're walking around 
being loud and obnoxious or uh, or uh, on the flip side, looking uh, kind of scared and not sure of where you are, you become poss- a possible target. Mm-hmm. So if you walk around, sure, um, making direct eye contact with people, smiling helps a lot, smiling at people, um, and just kind of generally staying aware of uh, your, where you are and who's around you, it helps. Uh, one of the things that stood out for me or reminded me one time of I was trying to make a purchase in Aruba and my credit card wouldn't go through because my bank was following where I was going <laughs> yep. and I did not contact them and it wouldn't go through. I had to actually phone them and say, hey, yes, that's me. I'm doing this. But yeah, it's a good idea to tell your bank where you're going, especially if you're going uh, for a, a long vacation and you're going to different destinations, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Yeah, it's, it's happened to me a couple times. And the other thing I recommend people do is, uh, even if you've told your bank where you're going, uh, I recommend you use your ATM card at the airport right away as soon as you get there. And that helps tell the bank also, oh, hey, this person is traveling. They used it at the at the airport. It helps them kind of keep a track uh, of where you are and what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, rather than all of a sudden using your card at a shopping mall in a foreign country, there's kind of no record of how you got there. So <laughs> yeah. it helps uh, if you use it at the airport. Exactly. And uh, well, and that being said, uh, emergency cash, uh, cash is king when there's an emergency still, right? Correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I usually uh, hide some cash uh, on me as well as in my bag somewhere just in case uh, my cards don't work or um, you know I lose a card or something like that. Uh, then you're not, then you have a backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last point you make on your uh, blog here is number 25, a few words about risk. I think this is really important because I think sometimes people get bogged down with wanting to be safe all the time and want to be guaranteed that they're going to be safe no matter where they go. It's just not the case. And and for some people, it almost avoids, uh, or they try to avoid uh, traveling altogether. Correct. Yeah, I, I don't, and with this whole article, I don't want to scare people uh, into not traveling because, uh Things can go wrong, but it's not uh, doesn't happen as often as you might think. Uh, if you're watching the news all the time, you may assume that other countries are really scary and bad things happen all the time, and that's just not the case. The article is called 25 Important Travel Safety Tips Everyone Should Know. It's on your uh, website, expertvagabond.com, and Matt Karsten is adventure travel blogger and photographer. I, uh, thank you for your time, Matt. Appreciate the insight. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, every once in a while, we'd like to invite our good friend and travel writer, Carol Patterson, to join us to share some of her recent adventures, one of which was a trip to Riviera Nayarit, staying at the Grand Villas Resort in one of their new wellness suites. And Carol is here now to tell us all about it. Hi, Carol. Hi, Randy. How you doing? I'm good. The Grand Villas Resort. You were there recently. Uh, let's hear all about it. Was this uh, the first time uh, you stayed there? It was the first time I've been there, and I was lucky enough. Uh, it's a beautiful resort, but I was participating in their wellness program. So it's... Uh, it's a little bit different than just laying on the beach, <laughs> although you're allowed to lay on the beach. Although there's nothing wrong with that, because that's one of my favorite activities, and that's how I get well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it is part of wellness, but they have really ramped it up 
uh, with their wellness program with a level of sophistication I don't think I've seen anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stayed in one of the what they call a wellness suite. Okay. So it's like a hotel room, but uh, definitely focused on improving your well-being. And so it comes with uh, a nice bed, but unlike most rooms, it has a exercise bicycle right next to it. Uh, so there's no excuses for not getting in a little bit of exercise as soon as you fall out of bed. Uh, but it comes with uh, in-room uh, aromatherapy. Um, it has uh, weights and a yoga mat if you want to exercise in air-conditioned comfort and really? in privacy. Yeah, yeah. And you can have, they have uh, personal trainers that do uh, room calls. So you can have somebody come and help you work out right in your room, customized program. Um, all the wellness suites have a, a private rooftop patio. Very so you nice. You just go up a few steps. Yep. And there's your space where you can exercise in the morning uh, with the fresh air and the birds chirping. Uh, it has a hot tub and a massage table right there. And my favorite was a nice recliner for two romantic kind of place but you can go up there at night and watch the stars after you've had a a nice day working out or relaxing nice and uh, beautiful room it also comes with a vitamin c shower so that means they've got some citrus fruit actually behind the the shower head so it smells like uh, grapefruit and oranges when you have a shower (laughs) they have and they and they come it comes with a wellness concierge so because it can be very confusing to keep track of your breakfast smoothies and your workout and your spa treatments (laughs) i could only imagine (laughs) oh (laughs) it's a busy it becomes very busy to relax and uh, but they provide a concierge that will help you work through all the details of the treatments that you've chosen. Well, I was going to ask, how would you know the difference between a wellness room and a regular room? But obviously, uh, there is quite a difference. And it takes the intimidation factor. If someone doesn't like being in a a public gymnasium type thing or workout room when there's other people there, this takes that all away. And there really are no excuses not to do some exercises, right? Right, right. And yeah, it does, like you say, there is a beautiful gym. So if you're a gym rat, there's a a lovely, uh, fully outfitted uh, gym. But like you say, if you're coming and you haven't been to the gym, you you know, you meant to go to the gym, but you haven't been to the gym in a while, uh, you can exercise in your own room with privacy. Uh, You can, you don't have to worry about whether your outfit is appropriate or or whatever. I mean, it's going to, all you need is comfort, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you can work out naked if you wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Uh, Your rooftop patio, what I can see, isn't visible to anyone. So, uh, yeah, so I I think that's a possibility, actually. But um, is it a fairly uh, fairly big resort? How many rooms are we talking about here? uh, I think there's around 300 rooms, so it is a large resort. Uh, It is a five-star resort, and it has, I think, one of the highest ratios of staff to customers. So there's about three staff members for every customer staying at the resort. So service is exceptional. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got five restaurants, so there's <clears throat> a lot of choices. It's an, it's actually an all-inclusive resort, but it doesn't feel like an all-inclusive okay. um, because it's got five different restaurants. Uh, I was only able to get to two of them um, because I wasn't there for a long time, but both of them were excellent. One was uh, an Asian restaurant, and the other one was like a steakhouse uh, with Mexican flair. Mm-hmm. And both of them were comparable to anything that I've visited um, in Puerto Vallarta or, you know, any major city. So mm-hmm. they were excellent meals. Um, and like I say, it's just uh, they take away 
some of the the budgeting uh, stress because you can just everything's included and yeah. you just you can dine wherever you like. And uh, there's several pools that run down to the beach, and then there's a large beach area with uh, activities there. So. No shortage of things to do. Now, this is in Riviera Nayarit because there are other Gran Villas resorts uh, throughout Mexico. Uh, Where's the location in relation to, I don't know, downtown Puerto Vallarta, say? Uh, Okay, so it is north of Puerto Vallarta. So Riviera Nayarit um, is, for people that might not know, is about a 300-kilometer stretch of coastline that goes north from Puerto Vallarta. So Riviera Naharit is sort of at the south end of that coastline, um, still on the Bay of Banderas, but it's about 30 minutes from the airport, and I think it's about 40 minutes um, into Puerto Vallarta proper. Mm-hmm. So after all that exercise, you probably do need a spa treatment. Uh, did you get, get, get spoiled that way too? <laughs> I did indeed. And uh, in September, uh, the resort tries to incorporate actually some of the Mexican traditions and culture into spa treatments. So I did one that was called the mole treatment. And so that's mole is actually uh, one of the Mexican national dishes. It's like a not quite salsa, but it's a sauce. And so they incorporate that into the spa treatment. So I was exfoliated with uh, chocolate and uh, ground nuts and, and chilies. So it was. <laughs> and later <laughs> on, you can have dessert with that. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a waste of chocolate at times, you know, but it did feel really good. And uh, they did let you sample the chocolate before you ground it up for the spa treatment. So mm-hmm. uh, it was very nice. And they, they do. Um, that is for September for the Mexican Independence Day, but they have mm. different specials uh, throughout the year, and you can also request something like the mole treatment at any time during the year. Now, so, if, if you book one of these wellness suites, do you get this all included in your package, or is it solo a la carte that you can uh, pick and choose kind of thing? Uh, the massage treatments, like the spa treatments down in the actual spa, mm-hmm. are a la carte, so you would pay for those extra. Uh, but the wellness suite does come with the personal trainer, uh, the wellness concierge, the detox smoothies in the morning, uh, your you know equipment, um, the in-room aromatherapy, choice of soaps, all of that is included in the wellness suite itself. And how many of the uh, wellness suites are there? Do you know? I'm not sure the exact number, but I think there's approximately 20 so they cover sort of the top floor of the hotel uh-huh. uh, so everybody has like i say the rooftop patio and how much uh, time did you get to spend uh, touring around riviera nayarit um i had a couple of days to explore the area and uh, the thing i liked was that i could stay in five-star comfort but still get out and explore some of the true mexican um, culture mm-hmm. and so riviera nayarit is about three quarters of an hour away from um, sayulita and this is a much smaller town and sort of sleepier than, say, Puerto Vallarta. And it's actually called uh, a magic town. And in Mexico, that's a real thing. It's not just a, like a phrase or, or whatever. But uh, magic town is a designation given by the Mexican government to a place, a town that has unique culture or history or aesthetics. And so, say, Alita is considered one of these magic towns. And there's only 111 in the country. So it's kind of a neat place to go. Uh, popular with the surfers and has really good um, fresh seafood at the restaurants. So there's a lot of different little quaint little restaurants right on the beach or on some of the little um, uh, cobblestone streets mm-hmm. that are really nice to go and visit. So Very I nice. I had a bit of time there too. Well, it's been a long time since I've been to the area of Puerto Vallarta and Riviera Nayarit, so now I'm going to have to put it on my list and, and check it out. 
Yes, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> it's the Grand Villas Resort, uh, Carol Patterson. You can find out more information uh, on her website, carolpatterson.ca. It's uh, always a pleasure to chat, Carol. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Randy. Well, not too long ago, G-Adventures teamed up with National Geographic to come up with some unique journeys for you to enjoy. And they've added a few new itineraries for 2020. So joining us now to tell us more about them and about G-Adventures National Geographic journeys in general is Jackie Garrity. She is the Product and Operations Partnership Manager for G-Adventures. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Randy. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. So what is uh, the National Geographic Journeys with G-Adventures all about, and how are they different from uh, G-Adventures' other tours? Because you do have uh, all kinds of uh, places that people can go all over the world. So how are these different? Absolutely. Uh, G-Adventures, we have a lot of tours. We have a lot of options, um, but our uh, our specific uh, travel style, National Geographic Journeys with G-Adventures, is a very special product line that we have in conjunction with our partners at National Geographic. So when you look at the different ways of travel, um, this is a great opportunity for people who want uh, want something a little bit different. Um, definitely in terms of what the products look like, they're still small group tours. Um, we've got our amazing um, trip leaders who we call CEOs, which mm-hmm. is the chief experience officer uh, leading the group. But in particular with our with our National Geographic Journeys trips, um, these are trips for probably folks in maybe a little bit of an older demographic. So you might be looking at uh, 35 40 and up. Mm -hmm. Um, These are folks who still want that amazing sense of adventure, but they want a little bit more included and they want a little bit more of a comfortable landing at night, (laughs) which I certainly can't blame them for. Me neither. (laughs) Exactly. Um, You've got a great mix of things included. Um, Some meals are included and uh, some of of the attractions and and tours are included. But we also have really focused a lot on having really incredible interactive, uh, some behind the scenes type of type of inclusions, um, things that are that are a little bit different from our other tours. And you're probably looking at things that people are, they really want to learn about something. So you could be meeting with a local expert, you could be having a lecture, you could be having a lecture with, with an archaeologist um, in Italy, you could be having a tour of the Berlin Wall with a historian. So little things like that that are a little bit different on our journeys trips compared to some of our other trips. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and when it comes to things like that, it's it's nice to to have someone hold your hand and and kind of guide you through those uh, experiences that you probably doing it on your own would have a really difficult time, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the world of travel has changed a lot. I've worked in the travel industry for over twenty years, and the difference from back then to now. It's a very different place, the world of travel. And um, definitely, we want to be able to give our passengers, we still want to give them a bit of flexibility, but we want to have those key inclusions and these really special experiences that absolutely, they show up 
on their own, it's not something they could easily arrange or figure out themselves, or it would take them a lot of time to try and do research. And it also could cost a lot on an individual basis. Mm-hmm. So doing, you know, doing these types of experience in, in, in um, a small group, um, it's also saving you money because, you know, we are factoring that into, into the chore. Uh, so you basically go anywhere in the world. I'm looking again on your website, uh, gadventures.com. But what are some of the places that uh, get snapped up pretty quick? Um, I'd say in particular on our National Geographic Journeys product line, um, our most popular destination, Peru, is always up there. We've got lots of options for Peru. Um, and then you always have Costa Rica. Costa Rica, again, a very popular destination, in particular for Canadians. But what we're seeing a lot um, on the Journeys product line is a lot of Africa. And that kind of makes sense, um, in particular, when you have people interested in the National Geographic aspect of it. Well, well, really, what do you think about when you think about Africa, National Geographic, that's pretty hand in hand. Mm, no kidding. So, yeah. yeah. So Safari absolutely is right up there. And we have so many different types of options of different types of safaris. So that is very popular. And I'll tell you one more that it's super popular in this product line is um, Israel and Jordan. The historic uh, significance of that area would be amazing. And again, it's one of those uh, areas where if you don't really know where you're going or what you're doing, uh, you can get uh, lost in, in going the wrong direction type thing, right? Yeah, certainly. And and again, that sort of comes back to our trips having our amazing um, local experts, our CEOs leading the groups and, and really getting them in there into and doing and talking to people who maybe they wouldn't necessarily um, encounter or maybe feel comfortable just going up to someone on, on your own on the street and start talking to them. You have someone sort of local to make that introduction and, and create that scenario. Um, it, it really can be an, a special, special experience. And you have uh, three new destinations, I understand, this year, or for 2020, actually. We we do. So we just launched um, some new tours, actually. Um, and for specific to our Journeys product line, um, we have a new trip to Ireland and a new trip to Greece, which are two countries that we had not had trips on specifically on the Journeys product line before. So we're really excited about that. Mm-hmm. We also have another new trip to um Central Mexico, which is which is a fantastic option. We're super excited about that. So so we're always having new things to come out because we want to make sure that we have we have lots of options for mm. for our travelers on on the on the National Geographic Journeys with Geoventures product line. We now have over ninety trips, so lots of choice for for our passengers, and we see a lot of repeat passengers coming back you know mm. they have such an amazing time they want to come back so we want to make sure we have lots of new stuff to offer those folks you mentioned that the groups are smaller groups how uh, how small are we talking about in numbers and uh, what's included like what uh, you, you also mentioned some of the meals but so what do people need to know on when they're uh, getting ready for one of these tours um, absolutely. So we've got, in terms of the group size, it really does depend on the trip. Um, but the um, the maximum we have on this product line, you'd be looking at a maximum of 16 passengers. 
Um, some of the trips you'll have a maximum of 12. We even have a, a few trips that the maximum group size is only six passengers. Um, so an example of that would be on our safari trips in Kenya and Tanzania. And those trips, you, you have a maximum of, of six people in one safari vehicle and I can tell you having a small group like that is on safari in one little vehicle seeing these amazing, amazing wildlife um, encounters is truly an amazing mm-hmm. Well, I could be a family right there, right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you you or, or a group of friends or, or, or three couples. I mean, mm-hmm. there you go. You've got the, the whole thing to yourself. So, But just in terms of of the the different inclusions that we have, so the one thing that is consistent on this, this these trips with meals is that breakfast is included daily. So that is the one thing we know everyone wants to get up, have their breakfast and mm-hmm. be ready to go for the day. Um, in terms of lunches, it, it varies on a trip to trip basis. We, we try to give people that flexibility. If we're out and about and we're doing some great touring, um, we will often have a lunch included if it also is a special experience. And this is one of the things we really try to do if you're going to um, a a smaller local village or if you're visiting a local family home and trying to include an aspect of a meal included on that. And that's a great way to have lunch because, you know, I I think one of the things that people can always bond over is food. Yes. (laughs) I think we all can agree with that. So um, we've we've got some some great, uh, great experiences where that food experience, that included lunch, is something that is very authentic and, and very much in trying to understand the local culture through food. Dinners as well, various, some dinners are included, some are not. And again, we do try to to look at the day. So if it's a busy day or a very remote location, we might have a dinner included because Mm -hmm. that makes it a little bit easier. Um, But aside from that, we want people to get out there and explore. And our CEOs are amazing at encouraging people to do this. So if someone has a free evening, the CEO will say, okay, here's here's a great local restaurant I know. Your dinner is not included, but I'm going here. Whoever wants to come with me, let's go and check it out. Hmm. National Geographic Journey Tours with G Adventures. You can find out uh, where they go and when they go and how often and all the other information on the G Adventures website, gadventures.com. And Jackie Garrity is the Product and Operations Partnership Manager with G Adventures. Uh, thanks for your insight, Jackie. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Randy. Always happy to uh, have a chat with you and your you and your audience. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.